Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 119, and this is God's Big Story. Season 2. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. Okay, so welcome back, boys and girls, and we have reached yet another interesting Thursday. Hi, everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin, the friendly, curious cow. So, Marv, what have you been up to? Have you been pushing any more sheep into ditches? Oh, no, Dave. Well, actually, I kind of got into trouble for that. Oh, I see. Yeah. According to the farmer, they don't like it, and they don't think it's funny. <laughs> dumb sheep. Ah. Uh, yeah, so I had to go and apologize, and my mom made me give that dumb old sheep some of my best buttercup hay. Well, that kind of seems fair. So, well, I guess no more messing with sheep, huh? No, I guess not. <laughs> okay. Well, Marv, maybe something interesting will cheer you up. Marvin's had a rough time with the sheep. Oh, you have? Well, actually, Marv, I've got a great sheep fact, if you want to hear it. Oh, about sheep? <laughs> Can't be that interesting, Colin. Now, get this, Marv. So, guess how much the most expensive sheep ever cost? Hmm. Well, I know how much I'd pay for a sheep. Hmm. Maybe a penny? Maybe two? No, actually, in fact, you'd have to pay me to take a dumb old sheep. Well, Marv, a sheep called Double Diamond sold for £367,500. Yeah, or for our American listeners, that's around $492,000. £367,000? For a sheep? That's crazy, Colin. Hey, how much is the most expensive ever cow? Well, the most expensive cow to be sold was a Holstein cow called Missy. Oh, hey, I'm part Holstein. Oh, yeah? Well, Missy sold for $1.2 million. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, you hear that, Dave? More than twice the price of that dumb old sheep. Gosh, I wonder how much I'm worth. Oh, we could never sell you, Marv. You're priceless. <laughs> but thank you, Colin. Yeah, good fact today. Yeah, you got it, Dave. Hey, I'll see you guys later on. Yeah, bye, Colin. Okay, Marv. Well, we'll get to Micah. Now, we've heard how the people of Israel had been worshipping false gods, statues, and we heard yesterday how they'd been robbing people of their lands. And we've heard, as Micah warns, that God is going to put an end to all of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Assyrians are coming, huh? Yep, that's right. But it turns out the people aren't too keen on that message. They don't believe Micah. They say that God wouldn't say things like that. See, they've got used to God's patience and his grace. They've forgotten that he's also holy and does not put up with sin forever. Yeah, okay. Okay, so, well, what does Micah say to that? 
Well, as we'll hear, he lays out exactly why they're going to be punished. He kind of mocks them for wanting a prophet that's just going to give them good news. But also, for the first time in Micah, well, the Lord gives him a message of hope. Though the Assyrians are coming, God will gather a remnant, a leftover, of the people who are left. His people will not be completely wiped out. Okay, okay, well, what are we listening for today, Dave? Okay, so what does the Lord say the Israelites had been doing to the women and then the children in their lands? Oh, okay, so women and children, got it. Perfect. Okay, so Zara, over to you. Hi everyone, today's reading is from Micah chapter 2, verses 6 to 13. Some prophets aren't really prophets at all. Don't prophesy. The people's prophets say, don't prophesy about bad things. Nothing shameful is going to happen to us. People of Jacob, should anyone say, the Lord is patient, so he wouldn't do things like that. The Lord replies, what I promise brings good things to those who lead honest lives. But lately my people have attacked one another as if they were enemies. You strip of the rich robes from those who happen to pass by. They thought they were as safe as men returning from a battle they had won. You drive the women among my people out of their pleasant homes. You take away my blessings from their children forever. Get up, leave this land. It is no longer your resting place. You have made it unclean. You have completely destroyed it. Suppose a prophet goes around telling lies, and he prophesies that you will have plenty of wine and beer. Then that kind of prophet would be just right for this nation. People of Jacob, I will gather all of you. I will bring together you who are still left alive in Israel. I will gather you together like sheep in a pen. You will be like a flock in its grasslands. Your country will be filled with people. I will open the way for you to return. I will march in front of you. You will break through the city gates and go free. I am your king. I will pass through the gates in front of you. I, the Lord, will lead the way. Thanks, Sarah. So, Marvin, what about those women and children? Oh, well, it said the women were driven out of their homes, Dave. Yeah, and and then they were taking the blessings that God had given to the children. Yep, that's right. More of the stuff we were talking about yesterday. The Israelites hadn't just turned away from the worship of God, they were also abusing the people who were vulnerable, those who couldn't stand up for themselves, and God would not ignore that evil. But, like we said, even after all of that, there is still some hope for the future. God says he would gather his people like sheep in a pen. More sheep! Yeah, I'm afraid so. But yes, God would protect them. And of course, we know that when the Assyrians did come to Judah, well, they would surround Jerusalem, but they would not destroy it. God would rescue the people inside the city. Oh, yeah, yeah, with Hezekiah in there, huh? Yep, that's right. Boys and girls, sometimes when unfair things happen to us or we see unfair things happening around the world, well, we might think that God doesn't care. But God does care. He cares a whole lot. You see, our God is just. Just what, Dave? No, what he is, is just. He is always just. And that means he is completely fair. That means he hit things that are unfair. Injustice goes completely against God's character. It goes against who he is. So when we care about things being fair or unfair, well, you can bet that God cares even more. Yes, unfair things do happen in this world. But like we see in today's reading, God is not up in heaven ignoring it. And when Jesus returns, it will be to put an end to injustice once and for all. In heaven, there'll be no unfairness, not ever. 
Oh, that sure sounds good, Dave. Yeah, it does, right? Today, boys and girls, let's thank God that he is just. Because, well, imagine if he wasn't. Imagine if he had favourites. Or if he ignored it. Or didn't care when people were mistreated by others. That is not our God. Our God is good and he is just and he cares what happens to all his people. Yeah, amen, Dave. And, well, that's it for today, boys and girls. So we'll be back tomorrow so that I can win another quiz. <sighs> well, we'll see about that, Dave. Okay, well, bye, everyone. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and Josh. For more information and further resources, visit woodendonkey.org.